The Daily 202's Big Idea is sponsored by Cleveland Clinic, ranked number one in the nation in heart care 24 years in a row, according to U.S. News & World Report. For information on the complex cases treated at Cleveland Clinic or to get a second opinion, visit clevelandclinic.org slash heartcare. Good morning. I'm James Holman from The Washington Post, and this is The Daily 202 for Tuesday, March 19th. In today's news, the Defense Department finally coughs up the list of construction projects that might get delayed to build the wall. Britain careens toward a hard Brexit after Theresa May suffers another setback in Parliament. And Cory Booker blasts his Democratic rivals for joking about smoking pot. He says it's not funny. But first, the big idea. President Trump still has not directly condemned the white supremacy extolled by the New Zealand shooting's alleged perpetrator. He also has not expressed explicit sympathy with Muslims around the globe, highlighting his fraught and combative relationship with Islam. Trump had not heeded the plea of New Zealand Prime Minister Jacinda Ardern, whom he spoke with on the phone Friday, to offer his nation's, quote, sympathy and love for all Muslim communities. But the president has contorted himself into a victim of the tragedy, griping yesterday on Twitter that, quote, the fake news media is working overtime to blame me for the horrible attack in New Zealand. The president has a long history of disparaging Muslims and other minorities while simultaneously refusing to forcefully condemn white supremacy and violent nationalism. One former senior administration official says Trump often associated Muslims with terrorists and rehashed grim Muslim terrorist attacks, even in private. This person told us, quote, he thinks and even says sometimes that Muslims are taking over Europe. In a broader planning meeting yesterday, administration officials briefly considered holding a roundtable featuring persecuted religious minorities, including Muslims, but also Christians and Jews. The idea, though, was scuttled. A White House official claims it was because the staff decided they couldn't pull off such an event on short notice. In contrast to her boss, Homeland Security Secretary Kirsten Nielsen connected the New Zealand attack yesterday to recent acts of racist violence in the United States. During a speech at George Washington University in Washington, she linked what happened in Christchurch, New Zealand to Charlottesville, Pittsburgh, and Charleston. Nielsen added, quote, We spend more and more of our time talking about domestic terrorism. The House Judiciary Committee, meanwhile, announced plans to hold a hearing in early April on the rise of white nationalism. Though plans are still being finalized, the committee expects to bring in officials from DHS and the FBI for questioning. For their part, New Zealanders mourned the mosque victims by performing the haka, a ceremonial dance of the country's Maori people. In particularly evocative haka tributes, students, bikers, and other groups chanted in unison, channeling their grief, shock, and sadness into a physical act that symbolized respect for the victims. Video footage of the tributes has been widely shared on social media, where many have hailed the Hakka's power and beauty. And back at home, members of the Tree of Life Synagogue in Pittsburgh, which lost 11 congregants in that mass shooting last October, have raised thousands of dollars to send to the New Zealand mosques. They say they appreciate how many people from all kinds of faiths stepped up to help them out in their hour of need. And that's 
the big idea. Here are three other headlines that should be on your radar. Number one, after dragging his feet for a month, Acting Defense Secretary Patrick Shanahan sent Congress a list of military construction projects yesterday that could be delayed to free up $3.6 billion for Trump's border wall that Congress won't appropriate. The $12.9 billion pool of initiatives that the money might come from includes construction projects approved and appropriated by Congress, but not yet contracted out by the Pentagon. It runs the gamut from a hangar for drones at Kunsan Air Base in South Korea to a wastewater treatment plant at the U.S. Military Academy at West Point. Many of the projects are updates to facilities that affect daily military life on bases, dining halls, schools, fire stations, medical facilities, roads, and parking lots. Meanwhile, the political fallout continues from last week's vote. Senator Roy Blunt, the Republican from Missouri, was disinvited yesterday from a Lincoln Day dinner in his home state because he voted for the resolution of disapproval. The Christian County Republican Central Committee rescinded its invitation for Blunt to speak at what they've rebranded the Lincoln Trump Day dinner in Ozark, Missouri. Blunt was one of 12 Republicans in the Senate to defy Trump and vote in favor of the resolution. The local chair, Wanda Martins, said that she's so disappointed in Blunt right now that she can hardly speak. The number four Senate Republican was the only member of the chamber's leadership to back the resolution. Down in Dallas, former President George W. Bush spoke at a naturalization ceremony yesterday. He said that we must never forget that immigration is a blessing and a strength. Bush said one of his greatest regrets is coming up short on immigration reform in 2006. He urged policymakers in Washington to dial down the rhetoric and struck a welcoming tone toward the new citizens, remarking that those who seek to begin a new life in the United States often, quote, bring a special love of freedom because they have seen how life works without it. Number two, the Speaker of Britain's House of Commons threw a monkey wrench into British Prime Minister Theresa May's latest attempt to get her Brexit deal passed. John Bacrow said he would not allow the government to present May's European Union withdrawal agreement to the House again unless the deal is substantially different from the first two times that it was voted down. The ruling overturns May's strategy to revive her Brexit deal at the 11th hour. It blindsided 10 Downing Street, and it stokes further uncertainty about a process that has already been, to put it mildly, chaotic. It leaves stunned lawmakers wondering aloud what comes next. Britain is scheduled to leave the European Union on March 29th. It could be very messy. Number three. Cory Booker took a swipe at his 2020 rivals and Democratic colleagues Kamala Harris and Bernie Sanders last night for what he called bragging about their marijuana use. Appearing on MSNBC, the New Jersey senator said it frustrates him that the senators are talking about their marijuana use, quote, almost as if it's funny. Meanwhile, in 2017, he noted, we had more arrests in this country for marijuana possession than all violent crimes combined. He said he's all for legalizing marijuana, but that it needs to be part of a broader policy shift on the issue. He said he wants to expunge the record of millions of people that are suffering with not being able to find jobs because of their nonviolent drug convictions. Booker was one of several candidates who appeared on cable last night. Kirsten Gillibrand, in a town hall on MSNBC, defended her office's handling of internal sexual harassment complaints. She expressed regret for her A rating from the NRA and claimed that immigration is not a security issue. 
She said it's an economic and a humanitarian and a family issue. During a town hall on CNN in Jackson, Mississippi, Elizabeth Warren said she backs a congressional proposal for a reparations study. Speaking at Jackson State, a historically black university, she said she loves the idea of a congressional commission that could issue a formal apology for slavery. She said it's time to start what she called a national full-blown conversation about reparations. Warren also called for an end to the Electoral College. It was the first time she's done so, and it was perhaps her biggest applause line of the night. And that's The Daily 202 for Monday, March 11th. Thanks for listening. I'm James Holman. I'll talk to you tomorrow.